from the Center for the Study and Teaching of Writing at The Ohio State University, this is Writer's Talk. I'm Doug Dangler. Deborah Harkness is a professor of science and history at the University of Southern California. Her first book, A Discovery of Witches, was a bestseller, and the second book in the series, Shadow of Night, debuted at number two on the New York Times bestsellers. Welcome, Deborah Harkness, to Writer's Talk. Thanks, Doug. Nice to be here. Well, you are the author of a couple of new books. Now, started out with A Discovery of Witches, which happened uh, uh, about a year ago, I think. Yes, uh, winter of 2011, about 18 months. 18 months. And now you've got a follow-up to it called A Shadow of Night with the same characters taking on new adventures. So what can you tell our listeners about what's going to happen in this new book? Well, as you say, Shadow of Night really picks up exactly where Discovery of Witches left off when we last saw our reluctant witch and historian Diana Bishop and her uh, new love interest, a 1,500-year-old geneticist and vampire named Matthew Claremont. They were picking up their feet and hoping to set them down again in the past where they would be able to find out a little bit more about Diana's magic and a very mysterious alchemical manuscript by traveling in time to the England of Elizabeth and Shakespeare. So we're going to pick up with that uh, adventure right at that moment when their feet touch the ground and uh, follow their adventures through this fabulous time in uh, English history. You're a professor of history and science at the University of Southern California, so that explains a lot of the interests uh, that you have that are being explored in the book. And I understand that you also focus on um, some alchemy in your day job. That's right, in my day job. I am a historian at at the University of Southern California and have been studying uh, the history of how people thought about the world and their place in it, which is also known as the history of science, uh, since I was an undergraduate at Mount Holyoke College way back in the the early 1980s. So uh, Shadow of Night is really a a wonderful opportunity for me to explore things like alchemy, uh, early chemistry, medicine, some of the of the topics that I found fascinating, and I hope readers will too. Okay. How do you switch from academic to popular writing like you're doing with uh, the fiction books? What's the difference for you in that kind of those kinds of writing? Well, I always tell people that the the easiest way to describe it is that in my nonfiction, I have to look up the answers, and in fiction, I get to make up the answers. But of course, it's a little more complicated than that. Uh, it's it really. It, it feels similar in the sense that in both kinds of works, I'm trying to to kind of give people glimpses in, in, into the past and into the world of books and ideas where that I think is so important, kind of where I live. Um, and, and for me, it almost feels like cross-training, you know. It's that same sort of wisdom that um, you can't just keep exercising the same muscles over and over if you really want to grow as uh, grow as an athlete. You need to do something different. And it's been my certainly my experience with writing these works of fiction that I think I've become a better teacher and a better writer um, and a better historian. And I hope to you know be able to share those skills with my students in the classroom. You may be the first author I've ever spoken to that that has likened it to cross training. Um, I, most authors, I don't think, really enjoy <laughs> exercise in that way. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm one of those exercise people. People say, well, what do you do when you get writer's block? And I say, well, I take a walk or I I, uh, I go out and, and spend time outside. I pull weeds in the garden. So I'm a pretty active sort of person. 
Okay. What's been the reaction of your academic colleagues or your students uh, when they find out that you are also a fiction writer? I think my, my everyone has been just enormously supportive. I have a university that really prizes interdisciplinarity. My colleagues are uh, very encouraging uh, about the ways that uh, this is kind of bringing history to a, a wider audience. I think my students take a special delight in the book, re- the reviews uh, in newspapers that in print because, you know, they're used to me grading their work and, and they like it when I get B pluses uh, just as, <laughs> as, as I give them B pluses on their papers. So I think that's one of their, their certain special treats in this is to see uh, their, their own professor's work uh, criticized. Mm-hmm. Do they uh, bring it into class then? They pass it around, the copies of it, things like that for you? Helpful. No, they're, 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 they're very cool about it in class, uh, <laughs> but they, they will come into my office hours and say, oh my goodness, you know, what did it feel like when so-and-so loved it or when so-and-so didn't like it? And, and I would say, yeah, you know, you hate it when I give you your paper comments, but at least I don't publish them. <laughs> so, right. so it's, they're, they're, but they're pretty, they're pretty respectful of uh, what needs to happen in class and, and usually talk to me about it outside of that. Okay. Now, I understand that you didn't start with an outline of the book uh, or either book, really, uh, but you just moved uh, toward it and uh, by writing it, apparently in a linear fashion, and there were some changes along the line. Tell me about some of those changes and sort of how working without a outline might have been surprising or different than what you'd normally done. I, I must confess I'm not a big outliner in almost anything I do. I think it's probably, in some ways, it's, it's one of those strengths and weaknesses as a writer. It leads to certain kinds of problems, but it provides other kinds of opportunities. And in the case of the trilogy, I always knew where we were starting, what our ultimate destination is. I just was never exactly sure how we were going to get for through every single part of it. And one of the most exciting things that happens in the process for me is that uh, it tends to be about characters. Uh, I don't have a list of the characters in the book, and so it's always something of a surprise when characters just suddenly walk on stage, and I haven't had a plan for them, and suddenly I become really interested in them and intrigued. And in the first book, uh, it was a character that was Matthew's best friend. I had no plans for Matthew to have a best friend, and suddenly there he was. And in Shadow of Night, it's about two gentlemen who walk into the house after a very fierce storm and again I had absolutely no plans and they often turn out to be my favorite so um, those two are my favorite characters in the second book just as Matthew's best friend is actually my my favorite character from uh, A Discovery of Witches. So that doesn't cause you problems with staying on task then saying okay these guys can take up another 10 pages. Yeah, I, I, I don't because I'm not writing according to some kind of a formula. I think it's a little bit more of an organic process with me. And again, I, I le- always liken this to uh, to really like a long road trip where, you know, I know where we're going. I know where we started. I know where we're going. But I can't always tell you where we're going to stop for dinner or if we're going to take a, a, a little detour to, to see some great site or another. So, okay. uh, And I think that just keeps a nice balance between having a structure and a plot, but also allowing there to be something dynamic and really organic about the book. Okay. Well, Deborah Harkness, I want to thank you very much for talking to us today. And the book, again, is Shadow of Night. It's the second in a trilogy. When is the third one 
going to be published? Do you have it written? Are you still writing it? I am it? in the process of writing it, and so as soon as I hand it over to the publisher, they'll be able to set up updates. So fingers crossed it won't be too long, but not quite at the finish line on that one yet. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and you have a great day. Thank you so much. For more Writer's Talk, visit www.writerstalk.org. Follow our Twitter feed, at Writer's Talk. Or like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Writer's Talk. Till next time, this is Doug Dangler. Keep writing. <laughs>